0: Hi, I'm Keith. Um, some of you don't know me at all. I feel like I should introduce myself because Justin does it all the time. Um, so I'm Pastor Keith. I'm one of the pastors here. Usually I'm behind a guitar, which feels way safer than behind this thing. Um, Justin, they're going to be back next week. You'll get him again. Um, but, yeah, you can pray for them. They're celebrating their 20th anniversary. So they're on a beach somewhere right now. Probably not watching, but just in case. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, I, we wanted to start with that video. We didn't need to show the video again, right? You saw it last week. I love that guy. I've thought too much about this video. We've watched it at home, right? And uh, that video just kind of perfectly captured the feeling of what we wanted to enter into the Christmas season with. Um, just the joy, the kind of unexpected, like, wow, this is mine. And we, I've tried to get my kids to do it. I'll, I, it's just me at this point, like, <gasps> towels, you know, like, we have a fridge, we have a 99 Tahoe, can you believe it? It hasn't really caught on, but I'm hoping, maybe. Um, That wonder, that delight, the surprise, that's what we want. As we launch into this Gifts series here in December, I get to kick it off with a sermon about the gift of peace, and I was excited to do that, I was glad Justin was gone, um, because I don't get the chance very much, so... Thank you very much, Justin. I hope you love this time of year. I, I love this time of year. I love the music. I think they did a great job. I love Christmas music. I love decorations. I'm kind of a shopper, so I don't mind, like, busy stores and shopping and all that stuff. I just I grew up in Texas. White Christmas was nothing but a movie to me, you know? Like, And we have white Christmases here. I love that. I love Charlie Brown Christmas. I love... Christmas movies, even Ernest saves Christmas. Anybody? (laughs) Probably not. Shout out to Ernest. Um, We should pray as we kick off the series. God, we are excited to be here in your presence here. Um, We love that you have given us a reason to celebrate like Christmas, and I pray we would do it justice, God. We would celebrate with the best of them, and that we would think about you in the midst of all that's going to happen here in December. We pray that your will be done. God, I, I did my best here. Um, if, if I say something that shouldn't be said, I pray you just take it out of people's minds and forget it even happened, scrub it from Facebook. Um, but God, the truth that we're going to look at in your word, I just pray it would hit us um, deep where it needs to hit us and that we would be better off for having been here this morning. Uh, we love you. Everything is for you, God. We surrender to you. Pray that you would speak in Jesus' name. Amen. I, honestly, <laughs> I wish I, there was a different topic like I could come at with like a vastness of experience and knowledge. Honestly, like peace is something I struggle with. And so I took it on thinking maybe I'll learn something. I think I learned something. But honestly, I, I just have to come at it more like from a deep longing to have it something that I struggle to get and fail to maintain, peace? Did the angels not burst on the scene in Luke 2.14 and say, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill to man? He wanted there to be peace, so he sent his son. Boom, it should be done, right? (laughs) And, And it doesn't, I don't know how you're doing with it. For me, a lot of times, it doesn't feel done. It's not done. Why is peace so hard to find in the season where we celebrate it, you know? I don't know. Why why do we find ourselves churning over and over and and struggling for rest and peace and fighting and losing the war against busyness in December, searching for quietness in our very homes? Am I the only one? (laughs) Anybody else struggle? Okay, good. All right. thought I'd be in trouble with my wife. We are at (laughs) peace. Some of you already have it figured out, and God bless you. That's great. Where did the rest of us go wrong, though? Here's some background. We know from the scriptures that even in Old Testament times, hundreds of years before Jesus came to earth, that the people that God had set apart for himself, his chosen people, uh, the Jews, the Israelites, they began looking for a Messiah, uh, a king who would come, make things right, bring peace, rescue them. Messiah just means an anointed one, a priest or a king from God. And in the case of Jesus, both a priest and a king. And there are so many of these prophecies, like predictions in the Old Testament, Books like Zechariah, Micah, Psalms, Hosea, predictions made by prophets hundreds of years before Jesus came that would come true in Jesus. Uh, A lot of times at Christmas we'll read some of these from Isaiah. Look at this, Isaiah 53. Surely he took up our infirmities. So this was written before Christ came, right? Then Christ came and you're like, oh, yep, fulfilled it. Surely he took up our infirmities, carried our sorrows, and yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we're healed. And then Isaiah 9. I've got to read this at Christmas time. This is amazing. For to us a child is born... And as the years and the decades and centuries rolled by, God's people continued to wait for that anointed one of God to come, the Messiah. And with time, they began to wait for and and come to think that this Messiah would be a king, a strong deliverer who would save them from oppression, who would usher in this everlasting peace and rule with fairness and justice from the throne of David forever. But we know, of course, from the New Testament books written after Jesus came, that so many of God's people were so focused on what they were so sure that was going to look like. What happened? You can talk. It's kind of interactive. What happened? Did they miss him? Did they recognize the Messiah when he came? Especially his people, the Jewish leaders. They missed him. He wasn't bringing that everlasting peace and justice that they. What what was he actually bringing? Like a little bit of chaos, right? And discord and, and division. It wasn't what they were expecting at all. So he must not have been the Messiah. So they rejected him. I was reading about this this week. All I know is what I read recently. So that's kind of how I roll. I read this this week. I didn't know this. Jews today, Jewish people, they still will reject the notion of Jesus as a Messiah for the same reason. They look around, and who can blame them? You look around, is there peace? They look around expecting world peace. You know, if he were the king that we were expecting, he would have ushered in peace. I don't see it. It must not have been Jesus. It's still happening. Do you ever feel that way? Do you look around and go, oh my goodness, like the political climate, the culture we're in, uh, the division, the anger, the hatred, the animosity, like all swirling around us like a giant, you know, toilet bowl. It's just too graphic, but it's not looking good. I should say, it's not looking good. Do you ever feel that way? If you're honest, do you feel like Christmas, this season, isn't the season of joy and hope and peace that we remember or, or maybe that we just long for? Did Jesus fail? Thank you. Someone said no. But let's pretend. Let's, let's go with this for a minute. Was, did he fail his people? Did he fail us? Was he not the one? Can you imagine? You know, in the first century, being a a Jew, you're waiting for this coming king who's going to bring this, uh, he's going to make everything right. And your parents and your grandparents are talking about it. And and maybe they're talking about it less now. But you hear something. Something's stirring. There's a buzz. Someone's come. Something's happening. Crowds are following. Maybe there's a miracle. Maybe not. But he's going to be in the town close to you. So you go. You take a little trek. You go see him. And yeah, there's a crowd. Ooh, it's kind of exciting. Here we are. Maybe this is it. We've been waiting forever. And you hear him teach. He teaches some interesting things. Not what you're expecting to hear. You see the religious leaders going, I don't know what they were doing. Like, You hear what they said maybe. Talk with people about it. you think, well, maybe not. You go home. And sure enough, there's no revolution. There's no regime change that happens. You think, yeah, I guess he wasn't the one. Actually, I don't know everybody in here. Maybe that's where you're at. You've heard things about Jesus. Maybe you've heard about following Christ, being a Christian. And so you need something and you're searching. And here you are. Like you're checking out the church thing, checking out Jesus thing. We're so glad. So glad. But you too just might leave that search disappointed. Because what you're looking for in Jesus really matters. What you're seeking in him, it matters. And our understanding of the gift of peace that he's offering, that matters too. Maybe you've come and, and someone said, if you follow him, life's going to be good. And some people have done that. They've, they've dived in. People said, God has a wonderful plan for your life. He wants you healthy. He's going to prosper you. It's going to be great. And it's not great for them. And, and, or maybe it's just taking too long. And they walk away. Because what you're looking for in Christ matters. What you understand about the gift of peace that he offers matters. I think the heart, the heart of the message today is this, okay? Did Jesus really offer us the gift of lasting peace? As real as one of these boxes. Did he offer the gift of lasting peace? And if so... Why doesn't it last? First of all, thank you whoever said, no, he didn't fail. You're right. We're going to look at the Bible here. Rest assured, he, he does, the Bible points to Jesus' kingdom as being an everlasting kingdom of peace. We're going to see that. From the, his predicted arrival, the verses we read in Isaiah said what? He's going to be called the prince of peace. peace. And his government and its peace will never end. His peace is lasting peace. How about John 14? uh, Jesus is with his disciples. In the midst of encouraging them, he says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, I give to you. How does the world give peace? Like military might. Maybe it works for a while. Maybe for a long time. Maybe it's a 30-second commercial. Gives you that warm, that feeling, that emotion. Like there's some ah, oh, it feels good. A t-shirt, I don't know. I love the NLT translation It says in verse 27, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. Romans 14, 17, what is his kingdom? What is he, what's the kingdom he's bringing? The kingdom of God, there's some context I'm leaving out, but the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Peace in the Holy Spirit. I know we're focused on peace, but look at, look at all those things. Okay. I hope you're more spiritual than first service. How many of you pray the Lord's Prayer sometimes? The Lord's Prayer. Okay, good. It's better. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to. But if you do, when you pray, God, may your kingdom come. If his kingdom is these things you're praying, God, may your righteousness come to me, to our country, to this world. God, make things right. Or you pray, may your kingdom come. May your joy come to me? May I be more joyful? Can you bring your joy to this situation, to my work, my family or you pray may your kingdom come may your peace come to me especially right now I need your peace could it come to this world could it come to this season when you see a home that has peace like real durable lasting peace you know the kingdom has visited there and taken up residence the kingdom has come His kingdom is is lasting peace. Ephesians 2. Now in Christ Jesus, this is verse 13 and 14. You who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. Wow. Like Jesus in and of himself. He's not just the author of it and sustainer and fulfiller of it. He is our peace. Peace between people. But more than that, most importantly, peace between God and us. So amazing. He is peace. It's why angels were so excited, you know. There was an angel that was telling the shepherds, Hey, if you go check out this manger, there's going to be a baby. And then all the rest of the angels like butted in. Boom, glory to God. Like they couldn't help it. Because his arrival meant finally the coming of this everlasting kingdom of peace. Glory to God. We don't know if they sang or just spoke. Some people are interested in that. They declared glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Goodwill to man. He is the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Shalom. That word in the Hebrew means wellness, wholeness, completeness, rest, peace. Is that a gift or what? To have The Prince of Peace offer you His peace to be in His kingdom of that kind of peace. Oh my gosh, better than a PlayStation 4. So awesome, boys. Uh, He did come to bring peace. He's the Prince of it. It's His to give. So why, why does it not seem to last? Why does it seem like we fail? I don't know about you. I go into Christmas like, this is going to be the greatest season ever. It's like opening a present. This is going to be awesome. And then you have to like clean up the, really, packing peanuts? You know, packing and the paper and you got to put it all away. At the end of the season, I just think, that was more work than I thought that was going to be. It was still good-ish. Man, that was a lot of work. Why does that peace not seem to last when he so clearly offers it to us, to all of us? Here's the, here's the disconnect we have to look at. Maybe you might even think contradictions, some stuff to wrestle with. There's a great example, I think, of, of this feeling. We go to the book of John a lot. What a great book. If you don't know where to start in the Bible, start with John. He's still talking with his disciples and he tells them, in verse 33, In me, you have perfect peace. Ah. In the world, you'll have tribulation. But take heart, I've overcome the world. That's a pretty good hint at this disconnect that you might feel. Like, there's tribulation, difficulties, trials, sickness, bad things, and they're all coming our way, even at Christmas time. What? But in Christ we have perfect peace? Hmm. Maybe perfect peace doesn't mean perfect life. How about this one? we got to reconcile this Matthew 10.34. Don't think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I haven't come to bring peace but a sword. Wait, what? <laughs> the Prince of Peace offering peace everlasting peace a kingdom of peace just said what I didn't come to bring peace but what have you ever wrestled with that we need to wrestle with it right now because how we understand the world affects how we see the kingdom of peace that Jesus is truly offering us this might be a critical moment for some of you I don't know Maybe you believe, yeah, okay, Jesus came as a baby. It was God in the flesh. He was God in the flesh. He came, he hung on a cross, he died, did miracles, walked on water, all that stuff. Came back to life. Floated up in the air to go back to heaven. But you can't believe in demons. Like, I'm sorry, you already believe some crazy. It's true crazy, but it's crazy. It's supernatural. And yet there's there's got to be room in your theology and your thinking about the world that there's there's evil. There's real personal evil. There's the devil is real. If that's not true for you, you've got to get into the word and start to understand that there's more going on than what we see. Because this won't make sense and there's other things that won't make sense until you understand that. I I don't want to like Spend too much time on the devil. This is about like the gift of peace, right? But let's look at some verses. First John 5:19. "We know that we're from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one." Man, that one's pretty clear. Second Corinthians four, verse four. "In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers." It's true, it happens. Even Jesus says in Matthew 12, 25, every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste. And no city or house divided against itself will stand. And if Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? You remember this awesome story when Jesus told some of the Jewish Pharisees, You belong to your father, the devil like figuratively or literally? Probably both. Our enemy does exercise some control and influence in the world, okay? That's just a little bonus to try and open your eyes to the reality of evil because look, back to the contradiction, how does the Prince of Peace who brought the kingdom of lasting peace also say he came to bring a sword, not peace? Here's the answer, I think. Check it out. Jesus is bringing his kingdom right into the middle of someone else's kingdom. Okay, usually that doesn't go well. You know, like this is, yeah, he better bring a sword. He's bringing a a totally different kingdom into an existing kingdom. This world, for now, is someone else's kingdom. And so for him to bring a kingdom of peace, it's conflict. There's a sword. He's stirring up opposition against himself every time he brings his kingdom of, his kingdom of peace. When he later says in the same verse, I've come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother. That's not his goal. That is just the result of by the grace of God yanking somebody out of someone else's kingdom into your kingdom. There's conflict from this world of corruption and evil into this kingdom of peace. Is it any wonder, like if you think about it and realize there's a war going on, that the time of the year meant to celebrate this coming kingdom of peace is a battleground (laughs) because there's a battle. And I'm not going to be the guy that's like, hey, Christmas is under attack. Happy holidays. You know, like, there's plenty of conservative commentators out there to get you riled up. Go for it. The fact is, Jesus has always, always been opposed from the beginning with Herod's desire to find this baby and kill him from there to Satan in the wilderness coming against his ministry um, to the cross to to after, to where we are now. Look at this. I don't know if you know this. The world hates you. It says right here, John fifteen, eighteen, if the world hates you, keep in mind that they hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you don't belong to the world, but I've chosen you out of the world. Yanked us out. Praise the Lord for that. And this is why the world hates you, because I did that. But we can celebrate he who is in us is greater than the one who's in the world. Jesus has the victory, and so do we. If we're in Jesus, He's in us. He got that victory for us. And so, we actually don't have to fight to get this gift of peace. It's a gift. We don't have to fight. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to fight to keep it. The only thing, though, we have to fight. There's still a fight. We have to fight to remember. We have to fight to remember we're not in that kingdom anymore. We're in a kingdom of lasting peace, like oh God, forgive me for ever forgetting. That should be foremost in my thoughts this season. What if instead of racing from party to party, house to house, store to store, what if instead we lived in this perfect peace? Not by isolating ourselves, which I might tend to do. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't tell your kids I can't buy you gifts because it would wreck my perfect peace, or I can't go to your Christmas play like I'm trying to just do my peace thing. No. How about scale back just enough? Just enough where you can fix your attention, fix your thoughts more on Christ this season. I I love this verse in Isaiah 26.3. What a promise. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Maybe even more fundamentally, you could think about the season in terms of who's really in charge of your life. Like, are you in his kingdom, this world kingdom? Or are you even just trying to build your own kingdom? Like making decisions and scheduling and planning, buying apart from Christ. Or could you choose to live in the kingdom of peace, joy, righteousness? That's what His kingdom is. Maybe you clear one thing off your schedule every week in December. Maybe you clear something every day, a little something you usually do, so that instead you replace it with something better. You fix your attention and your thoughts on Jesus. That's where your peace is going to come from. Maybe, just giving you permission to talk with your family. It's December 1. Talk with your family about, okay, we're heading into this season. Like, what does it look like for us? Are we overbooked? Are we underbooked? Like, we need to be with people too. Like, we should be celebrating and partying. There's a balance there. You should probably talk about it. And yes, let's fix our thoughts on Jesus. But more than that, surrender completely to him. Pursue him. Think about him. Pray to him. Spend time with his people. So glad you're here. Make him the priority, at least during this season, where we celebrate him as the priority, as the giver of peace. Nope, Jesus didn't fail. He didn't fail to bring us peace. He most definitely is the one that we were waiting for, whether we knew it or not, whether you know it or not yet. He's the one. He's the king, the priest, fulfilling all those predictions all throughout his life, everywhere he went, who he was, what he did. They all came true in his life. He's the prince of peace. But sometimes we miss it. We miss him. We have to fight to remember. Oh yeah, I'm part of that kingdom now. Not this one. What a great way to start December, to be thinking about this. I'm so thankful for the chance to talk through this. When you feel the stress, when you feel the busyness, when you feel the Decemberness creep in, it's sad we think of December already, like, yeah, it's the crazies, December crazies. What we need to open is that gift. It's one thing to get the gift, right? You got to open it. Oh, it's a sweater, and put it on. You know, I mean, You've got to realize, remember, and use it, and walk it out. You've got to have peace, rest, that completeness, that wholeness that Christ can bring. All the things that the Prince of Shalom can bring. We need the kingdom to come, just like they needed it 2,000 years ago. We need peace, and so we need the Prince of Peace. We need Jesus. I've tried to keep things short because that's how I roll. I thought there was going to be a short joke coming my way. <laughs> so, yeah, Justin's out here. Um, because I wanted to leave a little bit of time here at the end. Part of what we want to do Sunday mornings always reveal, I loved the music, I thought it was great, like reveal Christ, reveal Jesus, And then give you a chance to respond somehow to the message, to the music, to whatever happens here. That's the model we see in scripture. Anytime God revealed himself, there was worship. And so we wanted to give you a chance here. We're going to play a song just like an mp3. Play a song. Give you a few minutes to think about what's my next step toward this kingdom of peace. What could I do next? Because I want that kingdom of peace. Um... Maybe you've never been yanked out of this world's kingdom yet. And maybe you feel that tug. We would love to talk with you more about it. That connection card that you see, it's a real deal. I grab that card in the seat pocket. You fill it out and say, I want to follow Christ. I want to be baptized. I want to recommit my life. I don't know what I want. Someone help me. Put that in the offering box in the back or take it to the connect table in the lobby. We'd love to talk to you more about it. A few minutes after we're done, I'll be in the prayer room. I'd love to pray with you about it, talk to you more about Jesus. Um, Please think and pray as this music plays about what your next step is today. Or, If nothing, enjoy a couple minutes before you head out, a couple minutes of peace with good music. And then I'll pray and we'll be done.